Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we'll look back on the 2021 season by the numbers, and we'll look at this year's draft lottery by the numbers. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and this podcast is presented by the Crosscheck Podcast. Join Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as this podcast goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on the ice. Be sure to check out that podcast and all of the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcast, which is now starting to work a little bit, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. So check us out on the Odyssey app. Also, make sure to rate, comment, follow the podcast, and hey, follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, which you're going to be seeing a lot more tweets for starting the middle of this week, because hey, we still have San Diego goals hockey, and we are going to have goals talk tomorrow. We're going to have two days this week where we're going to talk about minor league hockey, and then we're going to go just full-blown into minor league hockey next week because that's all we can really talk about right yeah yeah that'll be great all right so this is something that i started working on over the weekend just to compile some stats compile some numbers because i am i am a stats guy i originally am a numbers guy i've done statistics for minor league hockey i've i've done statistics for other sports i've been a stats guy all my life i majored in math so that kind of actually helped me get my first sports job a long, long, long time ago. So stats has always been my thing. And looking at this season, I don't want to just harp and say, oh, the Ducks suck. The duck, Like, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be one of those that's going to just harp on every bad decision like the coaching made. Or like, no, I'm just going to give you the facts and give you the season by the numbers. And there was a lot of pretty bad numbers here. There's a couple of good ones here. But there were some pretty awful numbers just through the entirety of this 2021 season. And I'm going to start off pretty simple. Um, Just right off the bat, the first number I'm going to present is 17. 17, that's the amount of wins the Ducks had this season. Uh, That's not really a good number when you consider that there was 56 games played this season. So to only win 17 out of 56... That's not good, but hey, at least it's not as bad as the Buffalo Sabres, right? Yeah, it could be worse. It could always be worse. That's the first number. The second number, negative 53. That was the goal differential for the Ducks this season. Yeah, they were a minus 53 in goal differential. (laughs) The only team worse than that. Uh, You're going to be hearing this a lot. The only team worse than that was the Buffalo Sabres who were at a minus 61. That That's how bad the Ducks are. Second worst in wins, second worst in goal differential. Oh, they were also second worst in points with the next number, 43. The Ducks had 43 points this season, which is the second worst in the National Hockey League. With Vancouver winning their last game yesterday, That means the Ducks have clinched the second worst record 
and the National Hockey League, which we'll talk about on the final segment of today's show. So with only 43 points, the Ducks, I mean, that is kind of like a low record for the Ducks. This might be the worst. uh, Like, it's hard for me to say this. This might have been the worst season in Ducks history, despite all the hope and all the hype that you have Trevor Zegers coming in and Jamie Drysdale coming in. This still might go down as one of the, if not the worst seasons in franchise history. And it's been a rich, it's been kind of a rich history if you think about it. 27 years and to have this happen, yeah, it's just not a good number when you look at it. The minus 53 is really not a good number when you look at that. Uh, another number that I, I'm really kind of afraid to spew out, but I'm going to. Six. Six. What could six possibly mean? That was the number of home wins that the Ducks had this season. Only six wins. I could count them on two hands and that's it. I can count them on one hand and one finger. Six wins. That's all they had. I'm just going to repeat that one more time. The Anaheim Ducks had six victories at home all season long. That is the worst mark in the entire National Hockey League. In fact, I could spout off all six wins right now. They won their six games in this fashion. Let's take a trip back, shall we? They won at home against the Minnesota Wild on January 18th, back when it was looking like Minnesota hadn't quite developed Kaprizov fully to his potential yet. So they won at Minis- or against Minnesota. They won against the Colorado Avs in the second week of the season. Remember that? Remember when they beat Colorado at home and everyone's going, Oh my God, they beat Colorado. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh. They beat the Sharks in a shootout. That's three. That was in February. They won against the LA Kings in overtime March 8th, 2021. That was a thrilling overtime victory. Then they won March 18th against the Coyotes again in overtime. You're noticing a theme here, right? Shootout, overtime, overtime. And then we get to the final home game of the season, May 1st. Against the LA Kings, that was, of course, the home finale of Ryan Miller that I talked about on a recent podcast. So those were your six victories. At home, Minnesota, Colorado, San Jose, Kings, Coyotes, Kings. The two teams they did not beat at home this season, the St. Louis Blues and, surprise, surprise, the Vegas Golden Knights. In fact, they beat the Vegas Golden Knights only once this season. Yeah, that's been on par with the rest of the seasons. That's just kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. Oh, which leads... So, notice, shootout, overtime, overtime. The Ducks didn't win a whole lot of home games. In fact, it was a long time between regulation wins, which leads to my last number before the break. Oh, this one is great. This one is just fantastic. 23. Not the GOAT Michael Jordan. No, 23 was the number of consecutive home games The Ducks went without winning in regulation. 23. That stretch lasted from January 24th to, well, 10 days ago in the home finale. That's that's not a good number. 23. So those were some of the numbers. Oh, I've I've got way more numbers, folks. I'm just getting started. You think I'm done? No, 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 no. I'm just getting started. But I'm not going to get in rant mode. 
I'm just here to present the numbers and present the facts. And I'm also here to present to you an advertisement for Wealthfront. What is Wealthfront? Well, here's another number that should be important to you. 5,000. What is that number important for? Well, when you use Wealthfront, you can get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Wealthfront creates a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. And here's a number that you're going to like. 500. All you need is 500 bucks to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. So once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, that's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings and get started today. Coming up after the first intermission, I've got some more numbers for you folks. I'm not done yet. We'll get to those numbers on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, a stats guy at heart. And we're looking back at the 2021 season by the numbers for the Anaheim Ducks. And I've already spouted off a few numbers here. I spouted off, um, you know, the number of wins, 17. I spouted off that 23. That was a bad one. I can't imagine going 23 consecutive home games without a regulation win I mean hey you're guaranteed bonus hockey or a loss or both for whatever that's worth I guess so we have oh I have a lot more numbers for you folks I'm gonna start off on kind of a positive note here because I really like this number and I liked you know just writing this one down 8,585 that's the number of fans that came out to the Ponda this season to cheer on their beloved Anaheim Ducks. That's almost exactly half of the typical 17,174 capacity that the arena would normally seat. If they'd only allowed two more fans in there, then it would be 8587, which would have been exactly half of the 17,174. Uh, for each game, there was 1,717 fans spans across five games, and that's how you get your 85-85. And the fans that did come out, I mean, yes, there was some, you saw the videos, there was some that were in paper bags, a lot of them booed, I get it. But then that last game, just the way the fans came out on Fan Appreciation Night and stood and cheered on that last game, that kind of made it somewhat worth it to have fans back at the pond. To hear those cheers one more time, that meant a lot to this team, and I know it means a lot to the players. So kudos to you fans that did come out. Kudos to the 8,585 that showed up to cheer on their hometown team. I did like that number. So next, we'll go with we'll go with kind of, you know, just players-wise. 12. The number of goals scored by one Adam Henrique. Yes, this is the same player that got benched and subsequently waived by the team, only to come back after a week and then begin to go off. Remember, he only had one or two goals. 
in his last maybe couple dozen games. He scored 10 goals. He looked like the player of old. So to finish the season with 12 goals, kind of an accomplishment for him. That kind of looked good. I would say most of those goals came in the second half of the season across a span of, again, about two dozen games. So that's not too bad, right? Yeah. 16. What is 16? I think you folks know. That was the number of Max Comtois goals that led the team in goals. 16. Is that really it? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 goals. That's it. 16. You could probably count all 16. You remember most of the 16. You probably recall that some of those were assisted by one Trevor Zegris. But 16 for a, a whole season? That's it? No, that can't be it. Yeah, in fact, it is it. In fact, I have another number for you kind of in that same vein. 33. What in the heck is 33? That is the leading point score for the Ducks. And you probably guessed correctly, that was Max Comtois. Yeah, he scored the most points out of anyone else on the team. Yes, 33. That's it. 33. So looking at those two numbers, 16, 33, hmm, are there any teams, like, are there any other NHL teams where their leading point scorer is lower than 33? In fact, there is not. There is one team that is tied with that. Uh, For this season, only the Nashville Predators have their leading point scorer with 33 points. Roman Yossi of the Nashville Predators also leads his team with 33 points. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. What's that? Uh-huh. Yeah, wait, what about it? Yeah, they just finished their last game. So he finished with 33. Okay, thank God. So Nashville, in fact, is tied with the Ducks for having the lowest leading point score at 33. Oh, hey, guess what? The Nashville Predators, they're the team that has the lowest goal-scoring leader. And that was Kelly Yonkrock with 13 goals. He was their leading goal scorer for Nashville, only 13. The difference between the Predators and the Ducks, well, there's two differences. One, the Predators are kind of in the playoffs, so there's that. The other difference is the Ducks only had two goal scorers that were in double digits. I just listed them both. That, that was it. Henrique and Comtois. That's it. I just listed your two double-digit goal scorers for the 2021 season for the Ducks. You know how many the Predators had? Seven. They had seven different double-digit goal scorers for this season. That's the main difference, folks. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, the Ducks at least... See, tell this to your friends. At least the Ducks didn't have the lowest leading goal scorer this season. So there's something to cheer about. And then you might have to mention that the Predators, <laughs> seven different players with double-digit goal scoring, and their highest is 13. So, hey, there's that. The Ducks aren't last place in something. Yeah. Oh, happy day, question mark, question mark, question mark. Anyway, more numbers for you. Oh, I'm not done. Not through yet. I got more numbers for you. Okay, this one, this one sucks. 126. Only 126. That's the number of goals scored by the entire Anaheim Ducks roster this season. 
That is the least amount of any team in the 2021 campaign. By comparison. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh man. By comparison, Connor McDavid has scored 102 points. As of this recording, it's still going. It's 102 and counting. He could wind up with 108, 109, 110 points. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, there's another guy, Austin Matthews or something like that. Yeah, he's got 40 goals. He'll he'll have over 40 goals. If you combine the Ducks' top four goal scorers, that's the only way that they would beat Austin Matthews in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, not even the top three goal scorers for the Ducks can surpass the goal total of one Austin Matthews. Yee. Those numbers are not good. And we're just going to keep count. We're going to keep going with this, folks. I'm not done. Uh, there's some other numbers that I'm going to count down. I talked about Adam Henry's 12. So we're just going to count down. 11. Oh, this one is great. Oh, this one is just fantastic. Uh, 11. This was the total number of power play goals the Ducks scored all season long. That's it. 11. How bad does your power play have to be? I'm going to remain calm. How bad does your power play have to be in order to score that many goals? Hmm? How about worse in the league? Yeah. Anaheim finished dead last in power play percentage with a lousy 8.9%. And half the teams are still playing. Sorry. Sorry. The Ducks are the only team with a single-digit power play percentage in 2021. I'll give you the list of teams that had single-digit power play percentage. The Ducks. Uh, oh, that's it. Oh, but it gets worse. It gets worse. Anaheim could have scored on their next three power play opportunities. And still finished dead last in power play percentage. That's how bad it was. Okay, alright. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Let, let, let's move on, shall we? 10. The number of one-goal wins from the Anaheim Ducks squadron in 2021. They won 10 times by one goal, which means 7. Out of 56 games, the Ducks somehow only won a total of 7 games by more than one goal. Yeah. Seven games out of 56. That means one out of eight games, the Ducks won by more than one goal. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's so bad, folks. O only seven times. Oh, man. Okay, we're still counting down numbers. We're almost done here. Five. Uh, no, not five for fighting. And this is a sad stat. Five is the amount of players on the Ducks roster... That scored 20 or more points. That's it. That's it? Five players. Over 20 points. You want to list them? Why? I thought you'd never ask. The two... Or sorry. The five players that scored 20 points or more. I mentioned two of them. Max Comtois with 33. Ricard Raquel with 28. Cam Fowler with 23. Adam Henrique with 21. Troy Terry with 20. That's it. Those are your five players that scored over 20 points. And that was it. Getzloff had 17. Hey, Derek Grant. He was 
eighth in points with 15. So for those of you saying the Elite 1C was one of the worst players, ah, no, 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 no. There's a reason he's the hashtag Elite 1C. Derek Grant had 15 points this season. Yeah. Trevor Zegris, he had 13 points in only 24 games. So, hey, that is something to kind of cheer about a little bit. And honestly, I look forward to seeing Zegris playing a lot more with this team. I think he's going to be fantastic along with, dun-dun-dun, Jamie Drysdale. So, yeah, just just wait, folks. Just you wait. Um, I haven't mentioned the goalies yet. So I'm just going to mention the three goalies right now. Ryan Miller, uh, he got four wins this season. John Gibson had nine wins. Anthony Stolarz. So this is the real, like, number four. I had five. Here's four. I was going to talk about Ryan Miller, but I'm going to talk about Ryan Miller in a couple minutes. Four is the number of victories that Anthony Stolarz had this season. The future backup goaltender for the Anaheim Ducks had four wins in eight games. His goals against was only 2.20. His save percentage was 926. Maybe they should have played him more, but with the whole taxi squad thing, I could understand why that didn't go so well. But Stolarz uh, was kind of a shining star in this team. Having Anthony Stolarz nearly get back-to-back shutouts at the Shark Tank, that was kind of a bright moment this season. And good for Anthony Stolarz to get the playtime, to get the attention, and, you know, just good for him. So that's four. Anthony Stolarz. Three, the total number of home regulation wins the Ducks managed to win this season. That's it. Three. I mentioned all three before, including that last one against the LA Kings, which leads me to two. Oh, this one is sad. Two. That was the longest winning streak the Ducks had this season. It was a whopping two. So... Tell all your friends that the Ducks' longest winning streak was two. The last time the Ducks had a winning streak longer than two was two years ago. They began the 2019 season with a three-game winning streak, and they haven't seen a streak longer than two games since. Remember the start of 2019? Remember that opening night victory against the Coyotes? Then they won the next two. And then everything just completely fell apart after that. Yeah. Remember, it was it was happier times. It was much happier times. Back in 2018 when they would win three in a row. Then four in a row sometimes. And hey, they even had a five-game winning streak back then. Uh, that was... That seems like so long ago. Yeah. For me to say that I've never covered a winning streak longer than three games. <laughs> uh, you know how many other teams have had a winning streak of at least three games in the last, like, almost two seasons? All of them. <laughs> oh, I have one more number. One. I'm going to end on a positive note here. One. There was one very significant moment in that final game because it was about one goaltender. It was Ryan Miller's emotional farewell that I discussed on the last show. And I just want to say, he was the one player 
that the teams wanted to come out for and congratulate on a very illustrious career. Ryan Miller was the one player that the Kings came out for in that straight line and they all shook his hand after that final home game. Ryan Miller was that one goaltender where the St. Louis Blues came out and just shook his hand too. Ryan Miller was the one player that everybody applauded for at Minnesota. He was the one player that all of the Minnesota Wild roster like came out for right away, shook his hand. And that's the end of one illustrious career. And once again, that's Ryan Miller. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the one place where you can be trusted to make your online wagers. Yes, they have every sport, including MLB, the NBA, MLS, and of course, the National Hockey League, whose playoffs are starting this coming weekend. Yes, there is still hockey going on, folks, as if you didn't know. But anyway, betonline.ag is your trusted online sportsbook. And when you use the promo code Locked On, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the one exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And coming up, we're going to talk about some more numbers but this is going to be some draft lottery numbers. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Yeah. And this show is brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Hey, Maybe you're like me and you drive a Toyota, or maybe you're like our favorite frenemy, Sarah Avampado, who drives a Juke, or maybe you're like Temu Solani, who drives all kinds of awesome, amazing cars. And you know what? I bet Temu Solani does shop at rockauto.com once in a while, since he is such a big car aficionado. And if you are too, then you can use their very user-friendly interface to find the parts your car need. Once again, that's rockauto.com. They've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. And why pay full price when you can buy these parts from the comfort of your home? So go to rockauto.com right now. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked on Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. So I mentioned that we were going to look at the draft lottery by the numbers. But first, let's review what happened last season. The Anaheim Ducks had one of the worst records in the league and still managed to have the sixth pick in last year's NHL draft, in which they got Jamie Drysdale, who dropped to number six. Kind of a shocker there. Still can't believe that Drysdale went to six and Sanderson went five. That one was still weird to me. But looking ahead to this year's NHL draft... Uh, we can now confirm, as I mentioned in the previous sections, Vancouver did win on Monday. Therefore, Vancouver has 45 points, and that now guarantees that the Anaheim Ducks will have the second best odds to nab the number one pick. But there's a couple of changes, and I want to go over some of the numbers here first. 
As of right now, the Anaheim Ducks have a 13.5% chance to get the number one overall seed and a 26.5% chance to get a top two pick. Those are pretty good odds. Considering that Buffalo could win one of those top two picks and they have a 35% chance of getting the top two pick, the Ducks are about a 50% chance, about 50% to get a top three pick. Those are not bad odds, all things considered. If you can say that you have about a 50% chance of getting a top three pick, I I would take those odds. The worst case scenario, the other 50% chance, it goes to number four. That's it. That's how much worse it can get. So just some other numbers. Buffalo does have the best odds at 18.5%. The Ducks are second worst at 13, or sorry, second best odds at 13.5%. Seattle is about 11.5%, New Jersey 9.5%, Columbus 8.5%, and so on. But there is something that was just updated uh, really less than a week ago. This has to do with the Arizona Coyotes. So if Arizona wins, they don't jump up. Here's what's going to happen. If Arizona is selected in the top two, then there will simply be a redraw, and that is it. So if Arizona gets that number one pick, they'll just draw again, and that's it. So what happens to those odds? Nothing happens. Arizona still has a 2.5% chance of number one overall and 5.2% chance of a top two pick. Those can be a little bit, I guess, skewed, or I guess maybe there's a new combination of percentages, and that only slightly raises it for Anaheim and Buffalo, and that's it. Anaheim, they would then have about a 13.8% chance. Buffalo would have about a 19% chance to get that number one pick. Buffalo would then have about a 36% chance to draw in the top two. Anaheim would have more than a 27% chance of picking in the top two as far as this year's NHL draft. And top three overall, just doing some quick math here, it's about a 52% chance That the Ducks will get a top three lottery pick. That's how it goes. Oh, and we still have some games left for Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, etc. So those could all change as well. But the big thing, Arizona picks in the top two, they just redraw. So just some draft lottery numbers here. Anaheim is looking like they're likely to get a number two or a number three pick. That is their highest odds. And number four, number four is actually highest, but number two, number three is next highest. Number one, still an, a pretty decent shot at a number one pick. But when you look at the rest of the field, I mean, you got to go with the field on this one. Because just the Ducks have been snake bitten by the draft before. They have never selected number one overall. So if I'm looking ahead, if I'm Anaheim, I'm looking ahead at saying, you know what? There's not a bad chance that they get the number two or the number three pick. So kind of look at those top three picks and see what the Ducks can get. And we'll definitely break down the draft lottery a lot more as the days go on. We'll have a brief draft lottery update on Thursday. But Thursday will also be our playoff preview show looking at former Ducks. And as I mentioned before, Wednesday, tomorrow is going to be Goals Wednesday. We're going to talk about players returning to San Diego for the stretch run. We will look at their upcoming three-game set with the Colorado Eagles. And then we'll look at playoff scenarios 
for the American Hockey League's Pacific Division. So that is all coming up later this week on Locked on Ducks. Oh, and Friday, a little bit of a surprise. We'll get to that. As far as locker room, that will come later this week, most likely on a Friday. We'll talk about that at some point. But that's going to do it for today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Be sure to check out Locked on NHL this week. And you can find that podcast and this podcast, along with all the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to download the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y, and look us up there. You can look me up on the Locker Room app at Locked On Ducks. And you can look me up on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And for the next couple of weeks, there will be a lot more minor league coverage on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter account. So pay close attention to that because guess what? Zegris and Drysdale. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. All right. Thank you so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And I appreciate each one of you listening for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Fly together.